The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, liberals, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday. Uh, we've got <laughs> something that's may not be necessarily for us in the U.S specifically but it is working here we're going to get into some of that but for you for our uk friends um we've got a guest on the line i'm going to introduce you to i think you're going to like him and, and what he has to say i'm going to bring him on in just a moment check us out at sons of liberty radio.com and sons of liberty media.com in fact if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show yes right you can see the face that's made for radio just go to sons of liberty media.com scroll down there right there on the right and you'll be able to, to pick up that feed. You can also catch that video stream on our, my Twitter account at FPPTim. That's tied to my Periscope account, which is Setting Brush Fires. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Michael Roach gives us a spot there every weekday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Eastern Time with Kate Shamarani. And then um, in the afternoon, Bradley's on Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time there on BeforeIt'sNews.com. You can also catch us on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. We've gotten some new friends over there, and we appreciate you guys very much, as well as everybody in the chat room today. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have the um, <clears throat> trolls out like they were yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but you guys heard that. I think there were over a 1,000 comments on that. Uh, none of them had any substance. I, they, it was like they are the people they complain about. In any case, we don't have those in the room just yet. But hey, you guys share the stream on whatever platform you're on. Share it far and wide and let's get them in here. I'm happy to have the trolls boost our rankings and our, our reach as they want to comment. We'll, we'll, use, we'll use their cruelties to swell our ranks, right? Uh, Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life. You can catch us also at Sons of Liberty and Sons of Liberty Media. And if you want to call in, the number's there at the bottom right of your screen, 215-TALK-TALK, 215-867-8255. Maybe you got a comment about what we're going to talk about. We're not doing Chinese buffet, so stick to the topic. And maybe you have a comment for or a question for a guest, or you want to pop it in the chat. I will try to watch it if it's not moving like it was yesterday. So you guys uh, feel free to do that. Now, with that said, I got a guest that uh, a Facebook friend of mine um, said, you need to have this guy on. And he and I... Got to be friends. I think I I think I saw that he was a friend of somebody. And I don't usually do this. This is something I usually don't do. 
But I had read some things uh, that he had posted and I said, oh, this looks like an interesting guy. I'd like to see some of what he's doing. And I fully didn't understand. And, and so I got in touch with him to bring him on the show. And uh, he sent me the bio and I'm like, oh, wow, you, you've been involved in a lot of things. So let me give him a proper introduction. I, he's been an actor, a filmmaker, an investigative journalist. Uh, he's worked on the Cash for Questions story about political corruption. He was the London 2012 Olympic whistleblower concerning the G4S security scandal. He revealed the iPhone hack, uh, hacking story, which led to the closure of the News of the World newspaper. In 2015, he was accused of perverting the course of justice about an article that he wrote about an incident between himself and a high-ranking member of parliament in the UK, which he won. Uh, he also outed leading entertainment industry figures for being pedophiles and named names. Oh, that's going to get, we may have to have you on it for another show to do that. Since then, I, uh, he has changed his name from Ben Fellows to Zed Phoenix, and he's authored a book called The Power of Great Dreams, which became a bestseller for five minutes on Amazon UK. That's, look, that's a lot to say there for five minutes. He's now the CEO and co-founder of govote.org.uk, which is a social media platform, which is an experiment in democracy. Uh, Zed, I got you on mute there. Got to get you unmuted, brother. All right. Welcome to the Sons of Liberty, man. Glad to have you. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's the pleasure's all mine. Thank you ever so much. It's, it's wonderful to be here. Yeah, we're, we're glad that you made time for us. And it's a little easier for you because I got guys on the West Coast that I interview, and some of them have insomnia. So they, like Celeste the other day, she came on, I think it was 4 a.m. her time live. And some people have to yeah. pre-record, but you guys over there, it, the sun's out and everything else, so we can uh, we can have you on live. It's great to have you on. Now, we want to talk about something that's going on there that you're battling now. And as we were speaking prior to the show, this isn't your first rodeo, so you have a little bit of um, experience in what you're doing. Uh, but this is over something called a health passport. Now, can you tell people in the United States, they probably have a pretty good idea of what that is, but can you tell them what that is in the UK? Okay, so the health passport system, it is a system of surveillance, essentially. And what it, it basically is, is it is the data collection, uh, the surveillance of every man, woman and child in the country. Yeah, And how they're doing this is they're using the COVID-19 health emergency to basically say that you have to be a healthy person, yeah, to basically go about your business on a day-to-day -day basis. This isn't necessarily traveling to other countries, even though that's included. So on your mobile phone, they're using the 5G network, which they're setting up now. And um, the health passport is a system of green, amber, red, and blue lights that will appear on your phone. Now, green means that you have access to all services. We're becoming a cashless society. So a lot of supermarkets in the UK are refusing to take cash. They want you to have this app. And this app, uh, it might have the supermarket's name on it, but it still comes from the same place that the health passport people, Google and Apple, are designing. Um, and this prevents you, uh, essentially, from accessing any services if you're unhealthy. So, for example, if, you, um, if your phone goes amber, it will say to you, you need to see a health professional to get a test. So either have a COVID-19 test or uh, you're waiting for a result, so your phone will go blue. Um, and if it goes red, it means that you now have to be in a personal lockdown. So we've all experienced what a lockdown means, what it is. It's the closure of everything. You are not allowed to go out. You are not allowed to associate with people. And so they are going to do this. The health passport enables them to do this on an individual basis. 
And of course, once it's in, once they've got it in for this health emergency, it will never go. That's the key to this. So it is a totalitarian tool of oppression. You know, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. No, exactly. Once you start giving information over, and especially when it's uh, so accessible to government, it's going to be abused. There's just that is the nature of man. And our, you know, our founding fathers understood that they understood the depravity of man and the total depravity of man, because a lot of that, that was the doctrines that were preached contrary to a lot of opinion. They understood that man, uh, his sinful nature is there. It, it can be driven towards that. And that's why they wanted so many checks and balances. Unfortunately, in our day and age, the people don't even know their own government. They haven't read their founding documents. Ooh. I don't know but if that's true over there in the UK. It's probably true there too. And so they don't know how to hold their uh, elected representatives uh, accountable for that. So yeah, it's definitely going to be be done like that. Now we have something similar here in the U.S. called, uh, well, they tried to push it off as a healthcare ID card. But now yes. what I see them doing is in October, they're going to be presenting a real ID. You have to have that to get on a domestic flight, not an international flight, a mm -hmm. domestic one. You got to pay extra money. And the whole idea is now it goes from just a state database to a federal database. And mm -hmm. I can see them starting to, they'll just say, well, we, we weren't going to use your social security numbers and ID. So what we're going to do is we're going to start slowly putting the health, health information there. We're going to put... Uh, you know, where you go, we got Google tracking and all this mapping and stuff where people use it, you know, just for GPS. We're going to start putting all that stuff in there and they're going to compile all this information on people. And uh, this seems to me you're talking about the lighting. I pulled up the um, the website. Let me uh, let me bring that up for people uh, who are watching. This comes from v-healthpassport.co.uk and you can check this out. Um, this company is developing, or is this a company, or is this this is a company? This isn't uh, the government here. Uh, but no, they, this, go ahead. This is this is a, a private company called VST Enterprises. Okay. They have developed something called the V Code. They are listed on the government digital marketplace uh, for developing the health passports, along with another company called Onfido or Onfido. And they are they are calling theirs the immunity passport. So whether it's called a health passport or immunity passport, it's still the same thing. So uh, VST Enterprises have developed the health passport system, um, and they have it's been sitting on their website uh, before all this started. So that's kind of um, a clue as to why they wanted to, to, to have this COVID nineteen emergency bringing all this in. Um, and so this is really, I mean, if you look at the websites and you go through it, if they will say to you on there, they don't do real time tracking. Right. But actually, if you go to the um, .gov UK website and look at what they actually say to the government uh, right there, they've got we do real time tracking. And so this is getting data from your life. So everything that you do online. So we're already quite used to this having you know, various companies follow us around and look at our browsers and shopping habits and Google and Apple and all that kind of stuff. What they're now doing is taking the data from your life. So when you go to the supermarket, you'll have you'll pay by your phone. Um, and so they will see every item that you have bought. Um, they will know where you are any time of day or night. Uh, so they are tracking you. They are watching you all the time. Now, for example, what they say is basically you'll have to have a health um, experts. You have to see a health expert. That could be a doctor, it could be a nurse, or it could just be somebody they're paying. The government decides, well, you're a health expert, I'll pay you. 
And what they are going to be doing is looking down your data in front of you. They have a screen. They can see your data. And so if you're somebody with a health condition, or let's say, for example, that you're somebody who's slightly overweight, they can say, well, you're buying all this food from the supermarket. We're now going to stop you from buying high sugar foods or whatever it might be. And you can only buy these kind of foods. And that's how the health passport works. So you are controlled via your mobile phone and this technology on every level. And that's what the uh, VST Enterprises has developed. On Fido has developed exactly the same system. They've just got their logo over it. Um, and it all works in the same way. Um, and Apple and Google obviously are heavily involved because they have the phones, Android and uh, uh, iPhones. And they've just done updates which puts in the architecture worldwide for all of this. So I don't know if, if, you, if you guys in America have had it, but we've all had it on our iPhones. There's been a recent update. Uh, the government paid Apple and Google a pound uh, because obviously, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, and so they've done this. Uh, and of course, Apple and Google want the data because Google's using it to, to developing their AI system, which is nonsense. Um, and, and Apple are doing it for the same reason. So they're getting all the data. So from VST Enterprises, all that data then goes back down to Mountain View and off to Apple as well and various other companies and the government. So, so basically, VST Enterprises have developed the health passport. And, uh, and so it's there for everybody to see. You know, one of the things that we talk about in education on Wednesdays when we bring Lynn on, and that's that was yesterday because uh, uh, we were calling out the Trump administration for their treason against the people, the the Constitution and stuff, usurping it and, and going into education. <clears throat> one of the things we point out is this these public-private partnerships that occur between governments and, and, com and uh, con uh, corporations, and we call that fascism. That's what it is, folks. That is the very definition of it. It isn't just to shut you up. It is a control <clears throat> of you and a working hand in glove between governments and corporations or private businesses and things of that nature. And um, one of the things that that, uh, that I see from this is the data tracking. <clears throat> Excuse me, the data tracking and part of that data tracking. You know, we saw a lot of this in the film um, Minority Report, where the guy is running through. You know, he's he's trying to disguise himself and all the stories he's going to, it's recognizing his eyes and it goes, hi, Mr. Whatever. And he had his eyeballs changed out or something that's calling Mr. Yamamoto or whatever. I forget what the guy's name was. And it's trying to sell him something. And we see that that is exactly what happens with a lot of the stuff. You know, when people say, oh, you're tracking me. Well, we're not tracking you. There might be a code that has an advertisement or something. And all they're all they're basically doing is tr they're trying to sell you something. So they're trying to get money in the process which Jesus said, you're going to serve God or you're going to serve money. You can't serve both. You got to choose God or mammon. And um, so they're trying to get money. That's the first thing, as much money out of you as they can. And then the second thing is to use the data against you if necessary. I mean, I have no problem believing that that is a part of this issue too. And you can imagine if they get into knowing what is going on in your life health related, how that can be used against you, how it can be used against those who want to run for political office or any of this other stuff as, as blackmail or as things to keep you quiet uh, or to go after you in some way that you're, you're not familiar with. Uh, do you see any of that as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got evidence sitting here uh, about Google interfering with our elections, right? Um, and so what they're basically saying, so let's have an example here, right? So this is an example of fascism. So in our country right now, uh, vaccinations are, um, are not mandatory. It's a choice, right? So you uh, 
go into the doctor. They say, we think you should have the flu shot, uh, which is a part of the coronavirus family, uh, you know, and, um, and, and you decide whether you want that or not on the, on the information that you're presented with, right? Um, well, I came out a few months ago now and said that I think that the new COVID laws and the Control of Disease Act, they could use that to mandatory vaccinate the population because uh, the Control of Disease Act was used to mandatory vaccinate a guy with TB. You know, that's what it's used for, for infectious diseases. Well, anyway, the government came out and they did a U-turn because they thought they could do it as well and said that uh, actually we're not going to do uh, mandatory vaccinations. We don't need to. And then I kind of got wondering, I kind of got, well, why don't you need to? And it's because the health passport system bypasses our law and our democracy. So what it does, it says you need to come in for your uh, vaccination or see a health professional. You go in there. You say um, uh, they say, here's the COVID-19 vaccination. You say, I'm sorry, I don't want it. I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't think it's safe or whatever it is, whatever reason you're denying it. Right. And um, they can say, well, you're going to be in a personal lockdown now because you're unhealthy until you have it. Now, to the government, they will say, well, it's not mandatory. But hold on a minute. You've circumvented our laws. You've circumvented our parliament and due process. And this private company now has shut us out of our bank accounts, out of our going out shopping, out of any access to anything that we do in society until we have this. And, um, and of course, if you refuse to have it, you'll have a mental health issue. And that's already been discussed as well. So they get you no matter how you do it. And some people are saying, well, can I avoid this and this and this? Uh, at the moment, sure. You know, they haven't brought it in yet. This is something that they are going to do. Um, but when they do bring it in, it will be a cashless society. You will be controlled by your health passports and you won't be able to go to a hotel in this country, in our own country, without proving that you're healthy. You know, and it's, it's always in the guise of security. It's always in the guise of keeping our people who work here safe, keeping you safe. It is it is that age old argument about freedom or security. You know, and of course, they're making people beg for it right now. So this is fascism. This is how they get around the laws. This is how they get around democracy to implement this totalitarian state. Um, and, and it really is outrageous. No, it really it really is. Uh, in fact, when we're talking about fascism here now, we have Antifa here. I'm sure you guys have them there. Yeah. And they claim to be anti-fascist while being fascist, while actually being more communist than they are fascist. Um, and we're seeing that in the whole chop Chaz thing that w- that went on out there in Seattle. Uh, we see how that works when people are left to themselves to try to implement that stuff. It, it just it doesn't work. It didn't work for our forefathers either. Most people don't know that when um, uh, William Bradford and his team came over from England and established, uh, you know, the area in Plymouth. I've got the book Plymouth Plantation, and he speaks about they tried a form of communism. In other words, everybody was going to chip in. We're all doing this to to help ourselves. And he says, that didn't work at all. And we said, forget that. Um, (laughs) We left that in the dust. But that is something that we're seeing with Antifa is they're trying to make people uh, be quiet. They're trying to intimidate. They're terrorists. They're trying to influence politically and these kinds of things. The other guys do it in a suit and a tie. And they tell you Mm. that they're representing you. And they're, but they're doing the same thing. And we're somewhere in between. Neil Postman wrote a book years ago uh, called Amusing Ourselves to Death. And he pitted 1984 versus uh, Huxley's Brave New World. And he believed that Brave New World was the thing winning out. I think that's what you're sort of getting at. They're schmoozing Mm -hmm. us into this. They get us used to certain things. And then they bring in the other. And so it doesn't seem so tyrannical because, hey, we've already been using it. Nothing's happened. It's not a problem. 
And then it's the, the jack boots are in the wings, like you said. They're ready to do that for anybody who wants to buck the system. And uh, and I think that's not just true in the UK. It's true in the US. It's probably true around the world. I was going to make mention of something. You said Google. You mentioned that. <clears throat> Renee has mentioned in the chat uh, about turning certain things off. And as far as I know, uh, Renee, when you get the COVID stuff on your phone, at least on the Android that I have, I saw it on there. It's not actually turned on, but it may be. It may actually be turned on and they're just telling you, well, why don't you do it voluntarily? Whatever. But people need to understand, especially you Q followers out there, I want you to pay attention to this. I wrote an article back in 2018. 21 tech firms unconstitutionally funded by a CIA front group called NQTEL. And Ooh. among those were Google. I mean, they funded a bunch of them. It isn't just 21. These were just some I got, and I didn't want to belabor the point. But among those are Google. So we have this fascism going between good and, and that all of for all of the talk about, oh, we're going to grill Google. Oh, we're going to do this. Donald Trump signing executive. Don't buy it for a minute. These people are in bed together and they're in bed together against you. And it's up to us to stand against them. This is what Zed is doing. This is why we're bringing on the show, Zed. Now, what what's happening there when when we see all of this? Because a lot of people who tune in the Sons of Liberty are familiar with this. What are you doing there, and who do you have some support there? You've got a lot of uh, because I, I believe it was Ella uh, who turned me on to you and um, said you need to have this guy on the show. What what kind of support you got there, and what are you doing to fight against this? Okay, well we've got massive support. You know, um, I mean I'm just a guy. You know, and because we're using social media, uh, the Go Vote platform, we're having thousands of people join that. So we can so once you're on our platform, we can communicate directly to you. And we have a secure um, internet system within that. So your messages are safe and stuff like that, unless they hack our server, which, you know, uh, <laughs> is quite possible. Uh, so but what we're doing is that we are doing uh, what's called a judicial review. We are going to be taking the government to court, to the highest courts of the land, the high courts, and uh, essentially saying to them, you are using the COVID emergency, the health emergency, to implement a uh, total surveillance state. Now, we already live in a surveillance society, so we have the cameras, we have the metadata tracking when you go into supermarkets and facial recognition systems that's already tracking you to seeing what you're buying and that. We already live in that surveillance state. GCHQ, uh, which is our government communications headquarters, this is a massive place in Cheltenham, they have, which is, I suppose, is, is your NSA in America, um, uh, they have uh, 40,000 people that trundle in there every day. And all they do every day is watch Facebook. They get involved in conversations. They are the professional trolls and stuff like that. They now have access to all our health records through the NHS. So that goes through there. So they have militarized uh, the NHS. Um, we've got a, a, an army cyber warfare unit called um, 13th Signals. Uh, and they are based in the NSA building in Dorset. Um, uh, and there's a sort of a, a, a secret bunker. It's not really secret, but you know what I mean? It's like their secret bunker. And, uh, and they have implanted in there. And that's a cyber warfare unit for the military. They've come from Afghanistan. They've put them in here. And so that's about, you know, uh, again, attacking people. So what we're saying is basically we're taking the government to court and we're saying the health passport system is the cherry on the cake. Because what the health passport system does is connect all of these apps all of this technology with Google and Apple and your iPhones and everything like that, and um, it, it, it locks in the system. Uh, and so we're basically taking them to court and saying, you know, you're creating a, a surveillance state under the guise of this. And I think that's a reasonable argument to have. 
Yeah, I do too. All right. Uh, we've got a caller coming online. It says Andy Taylor, but I'm thinking this is my co-host from when, uh, Wednesday, the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Lynn, are you there? Yes, I am using the landline today. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. You got a question or a comment? Okay. Yes, I do. I wanted to ask your uh, very intelligent uh, guest, has he been able to trace any of the UK um, health passport uh, items to the USMCA? And the reason I'm asking that is because um, in my copious notes on the USMCA, it does entail intellectual property rights based on several international agreements as well as public health systems and it's going to also use gender id in part of this as well to increase the human capitalism that we're seeing go on that is also overreaching into our lives and tracking us and slotting us and things like that what do you say zed uh, are you familiar with the usmca that's come out over here no i'm not no okay do you know anything about what she's talking about here uh, well, you are going to get a health passport or immunity passport. Uh, we have seen that. We don't know how it's going to be presented in America, like you just said about having your new driving license uh, to be getting a domestic flights. So they're creeping this stuff in. This is global. This is all over the world. Um, so the reason that Google and Apple are involved, they put the architecture in because they've, they've, what they've done is they've updated their operating system. Uh, on your Android phones and your iPhones, right? So they've updated the operating system to handle the health passport scheme, the, the, the network that they are going to be putting in. So whatever it may look like. So if I travel from the UK to the US, it will be a little bit like when your phone switches over to the new network and you arrive in another country, it will be like that. So your health passport system, whatever that may be, will link up with ours via Google or Apple, whichever phone you're on system. And then I will be involved in, in your health passport system and, and, and vice versa. And that's all over the world. Uh, and, and that's why Google and Apple and Vodafone and British Telecom uh, and all those people are involved. I mean, you know, GCHQ, uh, they want everything. You know, this is the whole point of it. They say right. we want to collect everything on everybody. They hack into the uh, fiber optic cables, you know, all this kind of stuff about hacking servers. They don't need to because they get the fiber optic cable, the international cables that run across the world under the sea. I mean, everyone thinks that the internet is some sort of space age technology. It's not, it runs on fiber optic cables under the ground, you know, and it's, it's, it's the second biggest polluter and user of electricity in the world. And it's only getting greedier, you know, so, you know, we talk about all these issues. So this is a global um, uh, issue. This is not just in the UK. I think that's in the UK, we are somehow seen as some sort of crown jewel, maybe, you know, we've got Bill Gates is heavily here. We've got all the kind of, you know, World Health Organization people, our sort of chief medical officer is now on the board, executive board of the World Health Organization. So where does his loyalty lie? You know, right. and the World Health Organization is part of the United right. Nations. So this is worldwide. So whatever this is going to come to you, however this is going to present itself, you're getting a glimpse of how it's going to be here first. And then you'll see how it's going to present itself in America. Yeah. Does Lynn, that make sense? Lynn, yeah, it makes sense. Lynn, do you that, have a follow up? That's interesting you bring that up because in the USMCA, which is the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement, it does specifically name Google and Apple and some of the big tech companies. But Chapter 20 begins the public health section for how all this is going to be run, not by Americans for American people, but by 
uh, cherry-picked international uh, members that will be forming committees mm-hmm. that will be over, say, health care or labor or education or things like that. And it's really, really creepy that on page, I can't remember which one it was, but it does say that the intellectual property rights should contribute to the development of technology innovation, which will benefit all social, economic welfare, and balance the rights and obligations of the people. So healthcare is going to yeah. be in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we see that with Google, what they do is is they present themselves as this philanthropic uh, organization. We want to help people. So, for example, uh, it was the book digitization, wasn't it, a few years ago? Uh, and they were going to libraries. They were getting free material, um, and they were digitizing these books up. And then what they were doing is they were putting them on Google and making billions uh, off it from the data. Now, authors complained because they had copyrighted material, and Google said, oh, we don't really care. There was a big hoo-ha, wasn't there? There was a big court case in America, a big court case in New York. And then when they came to an agreement, the judge looked at it and, and said, no, 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 we're not going to ratify this agreement. You know, this is ridiculous. You know, you can't take this kind of data and make money out of this. So that's what they're doing. It's all being run through the United Nations. Uh, that seems to be one of the key um, aspects for us anyway, for people, the United Nations, the World Health Organization, which is their medical arm. Um, so we're already being controlled by the World Health Organization. They stated in their, I don't know if you saw the Gavi Alliance um, uh, platform hoster fundraiser thing, uh, but they said in there uh, very clearly that all medical institutions, the NHS included, uh, was now running through uh, Gavi. Uh, which is World Health Organization, which is the United Nations. So, you know, this doesn't surprise me. It's just presenting itself in different ways for different people. They know how the Americans respond to things. They'll have a plan to deal with you guys. They know how we respond to things. So they have a slightly different plan for us and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Lynn, you got anything else? Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate your call, Lynn. Um, okay, so here's it. There goes Land. Uh, Zed, we, we got a couple of comments in the chat. So you saw me laughing. That's I think that's why Zed got a really big smile on his face. BJ pops in and says, am I required to wear a mask in order to watch this interview? No, you're not, BJ. In fact, um, you're. I command you not to wear a mask, okay? I mean, this is the sign of slavery. It is the sign of submission. Uh, when you know the truth about what's going on here, you have no fear. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 91 that we're not to fear, but we're to trust in God. We're to uh, we're to um, go in the secret place where he is, or we're to hide with him. And he protects us even from perilous pestilences, from the arrow that flies by day and all of these kinds of the terror by night. We're to trust in him. So we're not to be people who fear. We're to be people who act. Uh, and this is why, Zed, this is why I brought you on, because... Uh, when our mutual friend Ella on Facebook said, hey, you need to get this guy on. This is what he's doing. He can talk about these things. I'm like, okay, well, he's a guy who's acting. He's not talking. Um, mm. He's not just saying we need to do And we need mm. guys who talk, who give information. Don't get me wrong. But then there are boots on the ground too. You have that within a military operation. You have people who are reconnaissance. You have people who are intelligence. You have people who are, you know, the boots on the ground guys. You have people who are doing all these things and everybody has a part to play, but you're one of those guys who are out there. You've already demonstrated that in the, in the time that you've done with uh, the work that you've done. We've got a question here. It says, um, Renee asked, I'm wondering if, if that's why they're going to a lot of telemedicine via phone computer. So it can be recorded via government. Is that, is that something you've seen on the horizon as well? Yeah, that's part of the health passport system. And what they got to do to, to get this in, they've got to kind of, 
uh, tiptoe you into it, right? The, 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 the reason that these states have failed in the past, by the way, they always fail. No matter what happens here, it will fail. They always do. We always win. So let's just get that straight, right? So let's be optimistic and let's not be scared about anything. There's nothing to be scared about here, right? We're just learning things and we're acting, right? So uh, these things have um, uh, always failed because what happens is, is that, say, for example, in World War II, they come out, the Nazis do, and they do all these experiments, they do all these nasty things to people, right? And it wakes people up, right? So what they've decided now to do is if they tiptoe you in very gently, very slowly, they put military on the ground. They talked about putting military in London for 30 seconds. There was an uproar and they, they backed off straight away, right? Um, uh, and so what they're going to do, so the we've got the NHS track and trace app, yeah? I don't have it. No one I know has it and we're not, you know, um, guessing it. Uh, but some people do. And they've done this experiment so that they can track and trace you over your phone. Um, and then someone calls you up and uh, and then you have to tell them where you've been and who you've associated with. And then they call them up and they, they put them into lockdown and so on and so forth. So when we were all in lockdown, um, uh, that happened. And then what they've done is they've broken the lockdown now and they're putting individual sort of places in lockdown using this track and trace telephone system. And of course, it's all recorded. Everything is recorded in this world now. Nothing is 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 not uh, you know being recorded. This is being recorded. Our phone calls are being recorded. Everything is. So that's what they're trying to do. They're tiptoeing you down this alleyway. Um, it, it's almost like a corridor with lots of doors in it. And the one they want you to walk through is the one at the end. And what they do is you walk down the corridor and they're closing doors by the side of you until the only option you have is to walk through the door that they want you to go through. And uh, and, and that is a technique that they they use. And, uh, and that's what they're doing. So, yes, it's all part and parcel of this, uh, you know, telemedicine. Teleeducation also is another aspect of this as well. I mean, one of the reasons why they've got 5G uh, is for all this new, new data coming in, because, uh, you know, the networks can't handle it uh, at the moment. So they want 5G. And so in a kilometre uh, radius of a 5G tower, uh, they can track a million people in real time. And that's important to know. So that's why the 5G network is, is being implemented. It's for instantaneous tracking. So economically, that's great because now you can do a trade instantaneously and you can get ahead of the curve and make money and stuff like that. But also they can learn all about you as well. Um, and, and so everything is recorded. So it's all part and parcel of this. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Mark Steele. We've had him on. Uh, yeah. He talks about that you know, the 5G can also be used as a, a, a weapon to kill people. Uh, they have used it since I think it was the 40s, that kind of technology uh, in a very uh, in a variety of planes to actually be used as a military weapon. And we know that the uh, the 60 gigahertz is actually used by the Chinese military. I don't know about others, but that was one that I could verify. They were actually using it for that. Um, and it's always sold to us as, oh, well, you're going to get your your Netflix faster, right? <laughs> you're going to be yeah. able to do these transactions faster. And, and there was one guy, I, I saw the interview with him. He said he went to Hong Kong and he says, pretty soon, you're not even going to need one of these. You're not even going to need the cell phone. He says, you're going to, you're going to get, uh, you're just going to walk out. He says, people are walking out on the street now and they say Uber and the cameras that are tied with the 5G picks who, who says it, sends them an Uber driver. And there you go. I mean, it's just like it's just like that. And I guess they're using the facial recognition software to open up their phone or something like that. Um, we have everything. The only time I open up the camera that Zed even sees me and it's from a weird angle because of where they put the camera on the, on the thing. I have to sit it up. They said at the bottom of the screen. Anyway, the, the only reason I open it up, I have a little cover. I put it over there. 
is is to do stuff like this. Uh, otherwise, I know they can turn it on. They can turn off my lights. I wouldn't even know it was on. Uh, they can do all these kinds of things. But now they're bringing it right out in the open there in Hong Kong uh, to the point where the people just say, oh, that's really cool. That's really neat um, that, you know, I can just say I want this. And, you know, to me, Zed, the first time I heard that guy in the interview, I thought, mm -hmm. boy, we talk about government becoming God, if you will, or playing God. Um, it, it's like it's almost like the people are praying into nothing. And the government has supplied it through the infrastructure that it's put in to answer, quote unquote, their prayers. That's the way I see it playing out. I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm wondering if, if that's if there's going to be something like that tied to this this uh, health passport as well, to where you say, hey, I need a doctor. I don't even have to make a phone call or something. I need a doctor. I need help. Or it's picking up your grunt. We already know they use data from uh, televisions. Uh, where they hear certain noises in the house or the Alexa through uh, Amazon, and they start advertising to you, you know, whatever they're hearing about. If it's a baby, then they're they're advertising you uh, diapers and other things like that. And if it's more intimate things, then they're selling you that kind of stuff. We, we know that's what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And what we've done inadvertently, because we like stuff, right? And we like and we think we're get, having our lives improved, is we've accepted spies. And spies now come in technology. They come in your laptop. They come in your phone. They are listening to you. They are watching you. Uh, you can't turn it off. If you read the instructions, they tell you quite simply that they're doing it. Um, so the smart grid is what they're calling this. And this is what's in, in, in Hong Kong and in, in China. We're, we'll get it next. You know, so they, they've got it in there. We'll get it next. Um, so me and my partner, Laura, we're having a conversation about something stupid, right? And, uh, and the next thing you know, you're, you're getting those Facebook ads for the thing that you said, or as close as you can. Oh, you know, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So they're already doing it. That's already there. It's this omnipresent entity that's going to that's all around us all of the time. And our technology now, I mean, yeah, absolutely. We've got phones at the moment, we've got laptops, we've got computers. We're now getting clothing. So Google have come up with uh, smart clothing. So your jackets, your trousers, you know, um, clothing has electronics in it essentially and so when you speak um it will be, be able to basically deliver whatever it is you want to have so if you want to know where to go it will be you know you'll say oh i wonder where st paul's cathedral is right and it will tell you um how it communicates with you uh, is through the phone at the moment but they're talking about having you know um glasses that you wear with um you know that, that it overlays uh things onto overlays the internet onto your vision uh, it's called augmented vision uh, and things like that. So, you know, this is coming. Um, and I think that if we make a stand now in a sensible way, because what I find is that, you know, Facebook is, a, is an echo chamber, really, isn't it? And, uh, and, and, and I've seen things come round and go around. I mean, you know, in 2012, we were talking about a lot of these things and, and people were calling us stupid and crazy and all this kind of stuff. Right now, not so stupid, not so crazy. Right. And people are actually worried. So, you know, um, all these things have come before. Um, they are going to continue. So we need to stop them and we need to do it in a way that actually will stop. So if we take them to court. We may not win. We, 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 we know that. But you know what? Just by putting it into the public domain, putting it into court, we educate people into what they're planning to do. They have to respond to us. Right. So we get a, a, a response from the government and then we have to see whether the case is arguable in court. By that time, it will be in the mainstream press. People will be learning about it and they'll be firefighting. And, and we've done our job at that point, you know, regardless of the results. 
Yeah, I, and I think that's that's key to having people who will speak out. And you're you're right; they uh, they come out with the with the term conspiracy theorists. And uh, we did an article. Uh, my time flies. When I was reading you that one about the tech companies, I thought that was like six months ago, and it's like two years now. My time is just. Yeah. Um, the Bible says, you know, our life is like a vapor; it's here and then it's gone. We're like the grass yeah. that withers. Uh, so our time goes really fast. But we we did an article on that to where the CIA actually used that uh, sort of coined the term to stop dissenters about the JFK assassination, and so they use all mm -hmm. kinds of intimidation tactics. That's one of them. Uh, to try to discredit those who are pointing out. But it's great that you're pointing out the issue that when uh, this kind of stuff is being told about beforehand, I think the reason people kind of look at us when we bring this kind of information to them is because they're like I am. Look, I'm a good old redneck Southern South Carolina boy, lives in rural South Carolina, and I just want to be left alone. I, I don't, yeah. you know, leave me alone. Let me pick what I want to pick. Let me do what I want to do and let me live my life with my family. But everybody is trying to get in all of this other stuff. And so when they hear what we're saying, they're like, but I trust my government. I, these people would never hurt me. I'm sure the Germans thought that too. Um, and the Chinese and you pick your place where the dictators have risen to the top. Our, our government would never hurt. They love us. They want the best for us, yada, yada, yada. And uh, and then when they start seeing it out in the open, when they start reading about it in their newspapers, even the mainstream papers who take their mask off and they show you who they are, then they start going, oh, wait a minute. Maybe you weren't so crazy like what you said. Uh, what else do you got? And by that time, you've got a whole bunch of other stuff that you're throwing on them that they, they're like, well, wait a minute. I'm not ready for that either. Um, we've got another caller uh, calling in here. <laughs> RC fruit. I'm not sure about that. Let me let me see what uh, what what our caller has. Uh, are you there, caller? Hello. Hello. How are Hello. you? Hello. Yep, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, um, Tim. This is this is Tim. This is Wes. Hey, Wes. Good to see you. Or good to hear you. <laughs> hey, uh, quick. Good to hear you too. Um, quick question. Top notch guest. Enjoying the show. Um, but something you hit on with Netflix, I get these notifications on a daily basis. Oh, your Netflix has been paid. Press here to update. Mm. Now, of course, I delete all that stuff. The question being, is that an avenue for them to download something into your phone then to um, you know, create some sort of control or tracking device? And I'll hang up and let you guys answer that. Okay, thanks, Wes. We appreciate your, your question. Uh, Zed, you. you want to you tackle that? Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it, it is all about tracking your data. It is all about that. Yeah. Um, uh, as a, you know, I've, I've created platforms, you know, so um, I helped create when dial up happened. Right. Uh, we created one of the first uh, platforms so you could watch a movie online. And we did that. And that was then later sold and became part of a major telecommunications company here. Uh, so we, we, we know I know what, it, what this is all about. We've, we've worked on these things. I've created a platform now. Uh, this is all about tracking your data. You are the most important beings here. They keep telling you you're not important. They keep telling you that you're overpopulated and this, that, and the other. You're not. They need you, right? You are the most important thing. It all happens around you. So um, your data is taken. They are listening to you when you're in your living room. Uh, you'll say, oh, I want a cool sci-fi film to watch or something, right? Netflix is taking that data. It's being sent to their servers. It's being analyzed. 
and then you're getting recommendations and it could quite possibly be the film that you mentioned then rocks up in a couple of weeks i i i see that on amazon all the time i see it on netflix all the time the best thing to do is actually not engage with this technology you don't have to be on it and i know that sounds really harsh because we like watching movies at home and we like that idea um, I still like going to the cinema, you know, uh, to the movie theatre, you know. Uh, but, you know, you don't have to engage with it. And if you're really worried, I, I would get rid of it, you know. Um, however, like Google, like Apple, like Facebook, even when you delete these things, uh, they don't actually disappear. Your data doesn't go anywhere. It's still on their servers and they still use it, you know. And they will then use that to get you back at some point, you know. So, uh, so yeah, this is all about your data. This is, this is, this is exactly what it's about. Yeah, this is, and Wes says, thank you uh, for answering the question there. And one of the things uh, that we saw with Facebook, and see, we're giving you examples, everyone, because, and, uh, and most of you see this, it's not like your children and we're telling you something new here. Uh, uh, we're just kind of giving the information here. But one of the things you talked about, even with Facebook, we had um, this, I don't know if you guys were familiar with what happened. Uh, I think it was in 2014 at Bundy Ranch. It was out in Nevada. Uh, the the family stood up against the government for trying to take their land uh, as well as what they were really after was their water rights. And you control the water. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a that's bigger than having the land. And mm -hmm. um, and then they they moved up and they wanted to, to take over a couple of ranchers and take them to jail for terrorism, for doing what ranchers do, which is back burning uh, to keep, you know, mm -hmm. fires from coming in and, and killing their cattle or. Uh, or they're destroying their homes and stuff. So they, they burn a section so there's nothing to burn. So when the fire gets there, it goes out. Well, when they did that, a lot of uh, people went up to what we called the bird farm. <laughs> it was a it was a unconstitutionally took over uh, refuge area up in Oregon. And they ended up arresting a lot of people. One of those was a friend, Pete uh, Centilli, who, who spent almost two years in jail. And I know uh, Pete really well. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah. Have, we, we, we were with Pete. And, uh, and Pete said when they went to court, they were bringing up things that they exchanged in instant messages on Facebook and private things that they did. And he goes, where are you guys getting this? Because that wasn't anything that was, you know, just out there in the open. And what they found out was Facebook, without a warrant presented to them, just dumped terabytes of raw data that included anybody that liked anything about the Bundy Ranch, the Oregon protests, mm -hmm. um, liked a picture, made a comment. They just dumped all of it to the federal government. The federal government used one of these uh, tech firms that is um, was funded by the CIA front group in QTEL. And it's, it was called Palantir was the software they used it. You can actually find it online, Palantir. It's that little ball. If you guys have seen um, Lord of the Rings, that's what the that ball is where they see the ISR on that's called a Palantir. That's what they were using. They took the, the raw data, dumped it in there, and this software sorted it out, organized it, and made it into a report so that, that the people could you know make something of it rather than just having a bunch of raw data that's scattered out. Now, if they can do that with something so simple as that, surely they can take all of this other stuff we're talking about. I mean, and watching a film is like the least of, of my concerns about what anybody knows about me. Uh, but, mm -hmm. but the issue is is that the government is not supposed to have any of this. Uh, the company's doing it. You're right. They got so much legalese in there. Um, and you know why Jesus condemned the lawyers of the day. That's for sure. They got so much legalese in there that people just want to use the service. Nobody is reading through that stuff to see what they're agreeing to. And, mm -hmm. and now they're trying to do it on very important things like your health, 
uh, where you might be going, who you might be associating with. And these things have ramifications, not just to sell you stuff, but as you said, to lock you down, to shut you out of society and all this kind of stuff. Oh, well, look, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a classic. I'm a dissenter, right? Uh, I criticize the government on a regular, fairly regular basis. So um, I, I'm going to be in lockdown pretty much on a rolling basis. That's what they can do, right? So I won't have access to anything, right? And then I won't be able to pay my bills. My life gets worse. I'll have to stop doing this kind of stuff to then concentrate on actually living, right? Uh, so, you know, this is what it's about. I mean, the police, uh, all their information runs through Google. Uh, I've got the, the, the documents from Google. Uh, that's, that's a letter to a lord here uh, telling us, oh, no, we, 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 everything the police do runs through Google. Hold on a minute. Everything the police does runs through Google, right? The police are uh, trusted flaggers. And I don't know if people know this about Google, but for YouTube, you have what's called trusted flaggers. So they are spies in society. The police are one of them. And they can flag uh, a video. And they can then instantaneously, they remove that video because you're a trusted flagger. So what does this mean as far as politics goes in our country? Well, Google have written to all 650 MPs. They've said, we'll make you trusted flaggers. If you flag a video that is something that you don't like about yourself, we will remove that video from someone else's YouTube channel, right? So, you know, um, this is how they do it. This is the kind of ramification. So this is how you then... Um, uh, organize because you know totalitarianism is about the over organization of society right that's what this that's what the internet is it's not the internet that we signed up for um that's for sure and i think you know we need to push back and actually say no we want certain things and we don't want other things we don't want the spying you said it so beautifully it was like you you read our case almost you want to interact with the technology that you want to interact with you want to be free to be anonymous you want to be free. And now with freedom, we actually have to define that. It's almost like saying national security. When I've asked national security experts what national security means, they can't define it. So we actually now have to start defining what freedom is in order to, to, to live our lives. And I believe that an observed life isn't a free life at all. Yeah, I think national security is a lie to cover up other lies. That's what I think that that means. Yeah, I, I mean that's just me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. Got, and I agree with you, really. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got somebody that said um, in the chat, and I just I went past wherever they were, but they talked about the social credit score. I'm sure this is going to tie into that. And Eric, by the way, you're really going to like our guest. We're going to have on Monday. By the way, I apologize. Let me clear this up. Yesterday, I said we we're going to have Dylan Howard, the author of Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, on, that I had when it was the show was setting brush fires um, to talk about Jeffrey Epstein was going on there. He's going to be on on Monday or he's going to be on, on tomorrow, not today. Uh, I I mixed up my days between him and Zed. He's going to be on tomorrow. Michael Rechtenwald, he has written the book uh, Google Archipelago, um, and he's also got a new one called Woke that deals with Antifa and beyond. Where he's going to be on on Monday, and he he'll address this social credit score. But I'm sure social credit scores are going to fall into this health passport as well too, Zed, aren't they? It's one and the same thing. So, you know, um, uh, essentially what we're seeing with the, the, the social credit system is the same thing you see with the health passport, just called something slightly different. Um, so in our country, essentially, uh, if I uh, have a bad debt, yeah, that will be on my, so my health passport because my mental health, my financial health is all one and the same thing. And so if I have a bad debt, I can't then hang out, say, with my partner, Laura, because she has a good credit rating. And they'll say, by hanging out with each other, you'll have a bad credit rating. So you know, <laughs> that's how they then keep people away from each other. You know, So we've got social distancing. We've got uh, the social credit system, which is horrendous. You know, it is horrendous. And you'll learn all about that on, on Monday, you know, 
Uh, I'm absolutely sure. You know, I I I I kind of squirm and I hide away and kind of you know <laughs> want to run away from it, but we can't. So um, so yeah, it's all one and the same thing. Your health, your finances, it's all part of your health. Yeah, and one one of the things is is that when all this comes together and the people don't speak out against it, I mean, a lot of people don't even know. You know, we we have some people who are familiar with a lot of this stuff. Zed. a lot of people don't even know this is going on. I remember, um, you know, we just had the the video. Uh, I think it was put out by Campus Reform this year, where they're interviewing kids about July the fourth, and they're saying, "Well, what's the significance?" And the majority of the kids don't know. And I'm not saying well, they're just stupid. Look, there's a lot of people responsible, namely parents, for them not knowing something simple like that. Uh, the Bible tells us Psalm 78 that we're to we're to speak the wonders of God, and God had a a tremendous hand not o- not only in England, um, but he he's had a tremendous hand in the establishment of the United States, and we're not reminding our kids of those things. But it's the idea that even when Benghazi took place, 2012, there was mm-hmm. somebody who went on the streets in Miami, and they said, "What is this? We're hearing the new news about this guy named Ben Ghazi." That's how they put it. These people had yeah. no clue; they were just out living their lives. They did. They didn't follow the news. They weren't doing it. They they were just doing it, and it was just incredible to see so many people who were so detached from what was going on around them, and, and I understand some of it to them doesn't seem like it impacts their life, but that's that's kind of incredible. And so, it, in a way, it, it kind of makes you wonder: Well, if something really did show its face the way it is, would these people respond a lot differently? And again, there's a lot more of them than of us than there are of them. Yeah, sure. I mean, the thing is, is, isn't the education system wonderful? This is what the education system all over the world has done, right? I remember, you know, uh, back in the day, um, America and Britain used to get pitted against each other, didn't they? As far as education systems go, you know, Harvard was the best, Oxford's the best, Cambridge, all this kind of stuff. In actual fact, what's happened is they're the elite establishments and they you get a good education, you pay for it. Um all of us, everybody else, yeah, we're there educating ourselves. And what the education system wanted was basically to downgrade your education. Um, I mean, they shut the schools here. I mean, they don't care, really, if you get an education or not, because actually we know what kind of jobs you're going to be doing. So you'll just learn it on the job. It's, it, well, it's, it's indoctrination for a communist workforce. That's what we cover here every yeah. Wednesday. And, you know, our president's in on it. We we expose that. And that's why people got upset yesterday. We had so many trolls. I mean, we really went mm-hmm. after it. We called it a tyranny this there. Zed, we're running up against the end of the show here. We've got about 30 seconds. Tell people where they can find out more about you, how they can interact with you if they want to if they want to ask you some questions, maybe friend you on Facebook or any of those kinds of things. Let them know where they can do that. Yeah, sure. So uh, come to Facebook, uh, Zed Phoenix. Uh, just look me up. I'm the guy on top of the mountain with my fist in the air because I climbed uh, a mountain. Um, or you can come to www.govote.org.uk. It's not just for uh, people in uh, the UK. It's for everybody in the world. We've got people in Puerto Rico. We've got people in America. We've got thousands of people joining. Um, yeah, come join. Have your say. Let's try and do something and let's get this thing going and let's educate each other and be kind and loving to one another. Because you know what? That's all we've got. You Amen. Know? And Amen. Yeah. Well, we're, we're in it. We're in it together. We got to fight it together. Guys, I said Phoenix, check him out. Don't miss Dylan Howard or uh, Dylan Damara. We'll catch him. We'll catch you in 23. See ya.